options are a beautiful thing. That's why I'm obsessed with my McDonald's order. It's ever-changing, but always me. And right now, it's only $3.49. So I can pair a tasty double cheeseburger, a delicious six-piece chicken McNuggets, or golden crispy small fries for just $3.49. My order might change depending on my mood, but that feel-good taste of Mickey D's is always the same. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. On another exciting entry of animation deliberation, Gonky is coming in and rescuing all of our souls back with more Bad Batch right after these ads we have no control over. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 Sing along if you know the words. Animation, deliberation, a conversation, and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah. Wow, I am going to miss that so much when Star (laughs) Wars is gone from us. But to all of our listeners out there, welcome back. This is Animation Deliberation, the podcast that takes action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. I am Andrew Rogers. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair. And Zuhair was whisked away. Uh, I think he's probably out there with Echo at this point, doing some sort of covert mission with his communicator off. So unfortunately, we won't be hearing from him this week. But the two of us are here, and it's been a little while. So Jay Scotty, uh, how are things going? I, f- I missed you guys so much. We missed you as well. Yeah, uh, things are going pretty good. Uh, you know, kind of told you off air that life is getting busy, but that's a good thing. But uh, I just kind of like looking down the pike. We've talked about how front loaded like January and the beginning of this year was with just animated content. But I'm just like, now it's kind of dawning on me. Like we've been talking about the return of like various animes and theatrical releases. It's like, that is all coming very, very soon. And I don't know if I'm entirely ready for it. I'm excited for it, but I don't know if I'm ready. So I got to get ready. (laughs) Well, you say very soon as though it's not next week. Like next week is Attack on (laughs) Titan and Demon Slayer's you know, triumphant premieres. Demon Slayer is at least a little ways off with the rest of the series. Sure. But, you know, that's going to be a big Friday uh, next Mm. Friday with both of those shows. or The show and movie, I suppose, is the way you want to put it, coming out all at once. I don't know what we're going to do or how we're going to be able to handle it because my hero is not over and neither is Star Wars. It's all happening at once here. I think it's going to be the biggest stack that we ever have. Yeah, and as much as our podcast is focused on animation, I know all three of us watch other things outside of animation, and those are just around the corner as well, like thinking of The Mandalorian and everything yep. else that's that's coming out. So 
Yeah. Well, we're going to take a little sidebar here before we get to Bad Batch. I know it wasn't planned, but you said not, uh, you know, not animated content. I have to ask because we haven't talked about it. What did you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, for all of the listeners? That's why I wasn't here last week is because sure. we had to fill, we had to record on a different day because Thursday is our usual day and premiere tickets and everything else happening. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I've seen it twice at this point, and I think... Ooh. It's really delightful. It's a uh, it's a solid in- entry in the MCU. I'm I'm kind of like haven't really like wrapped my head around where it lands in the grand ranking of the MCU, but I had a really good time with it. Definitely enjoyed it more than Ant Man and the Wasp, which I still like. But I don't know. It's kind of like vying for that original Ant Man, like which is my favorite of the trilogy so far. But yeah, I, I thought the humor was great. The world building was awesome. The visuals were excellent. And it was great to get introduced to Kang. So I had a lot of fun with it. How about you? What was what were your impressions? I couldn't agree more. It's definitely vying for that top spot of the Ant-Man and trilogy and might honestly have it. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, you know, we've talked a little bit about the MCU over this past year on the show because I know we did the sure. Doctor Strange special and stuff. And it's yeah. no secret. I've been whelmed or underwhelmed with everything that came out in 2022. This sure. is the first film that overwhelmed me since uh spider-man no way home i will say this is like triumphant return back to mcu like has things going for it i can totally Mm -hmm. see why critics aren't gonna love the movie because it wasn't anything you know viscerally interesting or unique or anything like that but when it comes to a comic storytelling perspective I think they knocked it out of the park of just setting up this big story and this piece of the puzzle and giving us a visual spectacle to enjoy along the way. Like I think it looked terrific and was great. And I also, uh, for the first time I have a friend that I met out here who works for sound editing and she was telling me all sorts of things about this Ant-Man because this movie, because she got to work on it. So I also definitely had more appreciation uh, for the sound because she was like, Oh yeah, you'll see my name in the credits at the end. And sure enough, I was like, Oh my God, there she is. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's that's all sorts of fun appreciation for this movie. You are already reaping the benefits of living in LA. And I was going to say, that's a name drop there, but you did resist. You didn't say her name. You didn't put it out there, but that that's, that's awesome that you, yeah, got to like yeah. get some behind the scenes tidbits, especially with the sound design, because like we can talk about the visuals all day, but the sound design definitely helped really sell the fact that we were in like this microverse and like all these loud, booming, echoing kind of like sounds going off on the, in the distance kind of gave it that otherworldly, like world within a world kind of feel. Yeah, there were many people um, that I saw it with that compared it to Star Wars. And I feel very similar in this way of like, it sucked you into a different world that they had to completely redesign sound and visuals and, you know, how things were going to work. Like we were learning the rules along the way and it felt very much like a perfect otherworldly experience. So yeah, I'm over the moon about it as well. And I kind of knew you were on the positive side. So I was like, okay, Mm. let's talk about this here (laughs) and now get this you know, out of the way and going because I know many of our Marvel fans are also Star Wars fans. So I figured there would be a little bit of love out of this group of people. Definitely. Definitely. No, I appreciate you creating the space for that because yeah, I'm over the moon is the, is the correct, correct terminology. And maybe if there's space with this, you know, daunting schedule ahead of us, maybe we can, you know, maybe have a retrospective and 
Or maybe, you know, we talked about like launching a Patreon or something like that. Maybe if and when the time comes, Ooh. we can just talk about the MCU because I know we are both, and Zuhair as well, we're all diehard fans and a lot of our listeners are as well. But as much as we love the MCU, that is not what we are here to talk about. You had the segue with Star Wars and I kind of uh, fumbled on that, but let's... Uh, You're good. Yeah, let's uh, get into this episode of The Bad Batch and... We'll kick things off with the synopsis. So, yes, season two, episode 10, titled Retrieval. The Marauder is taken by a young thief named Benny Barrow to his owner, Mako, who prepares to strip the ship for parts to sell. Omega devises a way to track the Marauder with Gonky Signal. The Bad Batch infiltrate Mako's, or Mako, I can't remember which one it was, uh, mining, his mining base and coerce Benny into guiding them. Benny, hoping to gain Mako's favor, betrays the Batch's presence, but just before being captured, Omega discovers that Mako has been has been exploiting his workers for his own profit. With this revelation, Benny turns his comrades against Mako, who falls to his death. The Batch restore their ship and leave the planet. There we go. Yeah, it was nothing, you know, it was nowhere near as grand as the last story arc that we got, but yeah. I will say... Um, just to kind of give a little bit, since I wasn't here last week to kind of mention, mm-hmm. I liked last week's episode and I liked this week's episode because I think what I'm learning is Bad Batch almost doesn't work as a monster of the week story. It needs mm-hmm. to be a monster of the two week story. I felt so much more ingrained in what was going on with this being a two part story it wasn't that much bigger than a lot of the things that we've gotten last season or earlier in the season. But because we actually spent time on this planet, I understood the quirks that we had this mining thing that's going on. The batch actually got some time to spend it together all in one story, as opposed to jumping between stories. So I don't know why I just liked this a lot more than I've liked a lot of the other small stories even though it's the same idea, just stretched out a little bit longer. I, I don't know why, but it's a, it felt better. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you're positive on it so that this won't be an entirely one-sided conversation. <laughs> so I'll, okay. start, I'll start with the positives. I really liked last week's episode. And the thing that I kind of said is if you're going to do these episodic episodes, like, you know, or bottle episodes, like, you know, more self-contained episodes, at least give me like a strong character arc and i thought between omega and tech we really got that last week this week um I, like i said i'll start with the positives so i like the fact that gonky as you mentioned at the top played a pivotal role it was nice to have that character <laughs> who's kind of been in the background be reminded of them uh the fact that we got the marauder back is significant and i like the fact that hunter had some really awesome action set pieces it was nice to see him kind of shine in his element Beyond that, I think this might have been my least favorite episode of the season so far. And it's it's just, yeah, there was no nuance whatsoever. I found it very predictable. The villain was very mustache twirly. Um, and yeah, it, it just, it really didn't do it for me this week. It felt meandering, like... I, that's, I mean, that's all I, I can pretty much say. It felt kind of like Oliver Twist set in the Star Wars world where you have like the <laughs> artful Dodger like serving Fagin, but I didn't find any of them likable. So, and then we didn't really get any like definitive moments with any of the batch. Like it kind of felt like 
leaning into again, like animation is is not just for kids or anything like that, but I felt this episode kind of leaning into those trappings. Okay, let's have this story. And at the end, we'll drive home the message of the week. And it's when Omega and tech had that interaction again. It's like, oh, it's not just the empire that's like subjugating people. It's all over the place. And tech responds, yes, it is. But there's also people like us all over the place, which is a nice message, but it felt kind of like forced and tacked on for me. So I hate to be so negative, but like I said, the episode, I have to be honest, the episode just didn't do it for me. Yeah. And honestly, as you start to pick it apart like that, I totally agree. This episode was kind of just there. It's the fact that when I sat down, um, I actually hadn't watched the entirety of the previous week's Bad Batch because Mm. I wasn't on the show. I didn't have time to do it. So I watched them together. And I think in my head, I'm putting these two pieces together and just being like, oh, wow, we actually got to, you know, do the Star Wars thing. We got to experience all of the planet because you're right. There wasn't any nuance. It was just kind of, all right, we need to take down the villain who is only a villain because they want to be not even because they actually have a motivation to. And as a villain, like you said, we've seen it's a very you know, teach this message. And I don't even know if I love the message because the okay. whole idea of like, there's people like us everywhere is not true. Like, true. isn't it the whole idea of like, well, not everyone can be heroes. So maybe we should be standing up and doing more and helping more and, you know, aiding the rebellion because the rebellions, you know, barely even a thought at this point i almost thought that was where this story was going to go was to be like Mm -hmm. hey it felt really good to free these people from their overlord what if we did this more often and when it didn't like that so that's the only reason it doesn't feel predictable not in a good way (laughs) but because i predicted oh we're gonna get them being like okay time to be heroes because sid abandoned us and we need to do this ourselves and then that didn't happen i don't know if that's where it's gonna go because of the whole Sid did abandon them thing. Right. I'm going to be, a, I'm going to actually be very upset if next week the episode starts and they're just back in the bar and Sid gives them an order and they're like, okay, let's go on a mission because that felt like a pivotal moment of reminding the callback way in episode three, the pod racing mm-hmm. thing yeah. where the big broker was like, Hey, don't trust Sid. She's going to turn her back on you and not repay this. It right. felt like, okay, we're finally going to get that payoff. And I, hope and pray that we do actually go in that direction. Yeah. You bring up some really valid points. I had, I kind of had the concession. Like I wonder if I go back and watch these episodes in succession or do like a binge or something like that, maybe I'll have a greater appreciation for it. So I'm glad you were able to kind of lend that perspective to it. But then the other part there, the part about Sid could not agree more. I was hoping we would get some line of dialogue as they were coming to this realization. Like, Yes, this is happening all over the place that people are being uh, subjugated by people outside of the Empire. Oh, wait, that's what's happening to us with Sid. I was wanting someone to have that realization. Maybe it's coming down the pike. Maybe it'll be in the next episode or or the next couple of episodes. But if it had happened in this episode, it would have done a lot to redeem this, this arc that we went on. So, yeah, I could not agree more with the sentiments about Sid. Yeah, and I feel like at some point, our excuses have to end. And I don't know when that point is because (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars, the Bad Batch has been a beautiful romp through the eyes of these clones. And there have been some shining episodes that are like, this is amazing Star Wars. 
and, but I feel like more often than not, we have been doing this like, man, I hope this fits into a bigger piece of the puzzle, or sure. I hope that this thing comes back, or I hope we get the payoff to this thing that they set up. And we are 10 episodes into a 14 episode season, Fair. and none of those things have paid themselves off. Like even the amazing two episode chunk that we got uh, this last arc of episodes where it was, you know, all of the stuff on Coruscant with the Emperor coming back. That was mm. awesome, but it wasn't paying off anything from earlier in the season. It kind of paid off season one, sure. but all of season one, we made excuses of, oh, I hope at some point we find out what's happened to the clones. I hope at some point we find out, you know, where this army is going. And it wasn't until season two we got that. I hope that we're not setting up dominoes for season three. You know, like, mm -hmm. at what point do we stop being, okay, is this going to pay itself off and acknowledge maybe this isn't the big story that we're trying to tell? And I, again, I don't want to be negative because I think sure. they've done a very good job and I, I want to see these characters more. Mm -hmm. But when does it come back? When do we find out about, you know, Omega being a clone of these people? When do we find out where Nala Say went? Like, what are sure. all of these? Yeah, the dominoes are there but it feels like it's a field of dominoes. And even if one falls, <laughs> it's not going to knock another one over. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I'm also using domino because domino squad is where all of this started in clone wars. It's a whole thing. Ah, uh, nice callback. It, it's okay. just in my head for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, one character like payoff that I expect that we will see again, talking about like, I hope this pays off and I hope that pays off, but one that I'm not, as excited, I guess, to see because of my reception of this episode, but I feel definitely was set up was Benny's departing dialogue. There was like, Hey, if you ever need a good thief, I owe you one. So I was like, okay, he's probably coming back to help them thwart the empire in some regard. And maybe I'll like the character more when that, when that comes. But yeah, you bringing up the fact that we're 10 episodes into this 14 episode season, that kind of was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't quite realize that. So like the fact that we've only spent one episode with Crosshair, I'm kind of like in retrospect, like that's kind of unforgivable. We better get at least at the very least one more episode with Crosshair before this season's over, because I at this time, I don't think a, a season three has been confirmed. So if they're really playing the long game, uh, that may not be the way to go. But again, I, I don't like being negative, but I do have to be honest and I have to be critical where i can be but you know all that being said love to the the animators for you know bringing to life such a such a beautiful world and such beautiful characters but yeah i'm i'm ready for some significant payoff yeah and i'm wondering hoping rather i also just checked i apologize i was incorrect we have 16 episodes not 14 oh, okay. so we have sure. a little okay. bit more time to work okay. with but no problem um I do believe when this show was kicked off, they planned two seasons. Mm, and okay. I'm wondering if we're going to see something a little bit grander in scope to end this season. Because I okay. agree, you know, Benny's parting dialogue. Was it Benny? Was that the character's name? Um, yeah, Benny. Yep. Benny? Okay. Yeah, Benny's parting dialogue was very, okay, they're going to come back. I feel like we have to have Crosshair coming back and, you know, leading this charge possibly you know the rebellion and commander cody what happened with all of those mm -hmm. things yeah you know they are they have sprinkled it i just want to know where the game is going and how we get there because 
they haven't done a great job of introducing more characters that we care about because you mentioned Benny. And I also want to say uh, nothing against the voice actor. I wanted to look them up. It's Yuri Lowenthal. They are fantastic. They did um, Peter Parker in the Spider-Man PS5 game. So he was, he was also Lagan and young justice. Oh my God. And Lagan. How could I forget about that? So yeah, great voice actor. It was just a very flat, predictable character. Like we've seen this little scamp so many times before. Yeah. Um, but it was the same thing. Uh, the first episode we had that pirate and it was like, Ooh, what's this pirate going to do? And then the payoff was space Arceus as we joked about, (laughs) like, there's so much more and maybe this pirate comes back. But again, we're talking in such big scopes around these episodes. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's good that we're critical, but I don't know how much longer we could stay on the positive side of the deliberation as we go through all of these episodes. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I agree. So time for some of these dominoes to start falling in order for me to be satisfied. But uh, I think that's that's pretty much where I'm at at this point. I don't have too much more that's coming to mind. So I open the floor to you if you have any final thoughts on the episode or the series at this point as a whole. No, I am curious if you talked about last week any mm-hmm. more of how it seems like Omega is becoming a main character. Because that's one thing that I really did get out of these episodes and I actually really liked was the adult nature of Omega in these two episodes that like when they raided the compound and Benny tried to get away, she's the Mm. one that had the bow pointed at him, like was ready to throw down immediately. I was like, okay, let's go. And like Mm -hmm. perfectly going off on her own and like trying to get the command codes. They didn't send tech, the techie guy to get the command codes. Like, right. There was a lot of capacity out of her. And I really liked the feeling of that. Yeah. With the con that I feel like Hunter has done nothing this season, but I, <laughs> I'm hoping to get a lot out of Omega. I feel like she's grown tremendously over the past like four episodes. Sure. And if there's any character that I'm like, we have a lot of hope in a future, I will stay very positive and think that they've done a pretty good job of starting to mature Omega this season. Yeah, I, I don't know if we put it into those terms exactly. I know we've talked about it in previous episodes, how she is kind of the focal point for the batch in terms of like giving us a character that we can see some emotional growth and um, maturity coming from. I mean, all all the characters, with the exception of like Wrecker and, and Hunter, uh, seem to be, you know, going through um, these developments in one way or another. But yeah, I think in the previous episode, we saw some of her frustra- frustration with not being trusted and kind of being treated like a kid still. And it seems like it's kind of a 180 in this next episode. She's proven herself. She's been given a lot of responsibility, a lot of agency. It was her idea to track Gonky. Tech trusted her to do that. She was the one that, like you said, accompanied Benny. It was responsible for making sure he didn't, you know, run off on them. And then, yeah, even like in that final action set piece where she was being held hostage and um, held over the edge there, instead of being just like this damsel in distress, she took the opportunity. She saw what Hunter was doing. She flung the droid over the side 
and timed oh, it perfectly to to catch his hand, which was yeah, that was awesome. So yeah, we're um, gonna talk about positives of the episode. That leap of faith, I yes. was like, I know he's gonna catch her. There's not tension in that. It's just yeah. more excitement of like, oh heck yeah, let's go! Like I was so <laughs> ready to watch that go down. It was awesome to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the very and least, I- we had that to fall back on. The action was good. Yeah, and if I want to give any positives to Benny and and Mako, it was there was a moment there where Mako was hanging over the edge and Benny genuinely wanted to help him because like even with the abuse he had suffered, he still saw this person as like a caretaker and a father figure. So to have him like want to save him and then just have him su- subsequently, you know, try to pull him in with him. That was there was a moment that I felt for Benny there. I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's something that's noteworthy. Yeah, because that was the one thing, the one nuance they tried to give was the way that Benny and the other miners actually really mm-hmm. respected Moko and was like, no, he's trying to, you know, provide for us. He's doing the best mm-hmm. that he can. Like, they firmly believed in him. Like, even Drake, who was the voice actor of Zenitsu, fun fact, um, ah. that was the main guy who was like, oh, earner of the month or whatever. That yeah, they top earner. Trying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, top earner. Like, he firmly believed that he should be the top earner. And when he found out about the, you know, profit margins, he wasn't an inside man. He was like, what's going on? You're supposed to be doing all of this for us. Like, they're, they tried to give the people nuance, yeah. but the villain was just like, nah, I, I don't have any care for you. Like, there, there was nothing on his side of it that made me want him to live sure. or you know be pulled sure. up for want him to live wow that sounded dark because like there was a great regard for human life or creature life wow i'm all over the place today but yeah there was a great regard for life of trying to pull him back up but it just like he didn't want to do anything it was just like oh you're here my final thing is i'm gonna pull you in with me let's yeah. go so yeah it it was weird and like the more we talk about it, I'm like, wow, there it was just highs and lows. Like, I think that's really what it was. Nothing was medium. It was either great or not good. And I yeah. think that's why we're probably having dissenting opinions is I was just remembering different things than you were. It's not mm. that one of us is right and one of us is wrong. I think no, we've no, kind of no, gotten no. to an even point where we actually agree. So sure. I'm wondering if that's just what it was, is, you know, what stood out the most. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's it. Exactly. There were moments that worked and moments that really didn't work and yep yeah so it was an uneven episode but uh yeah i'm glad we had this discussion about it i think it gave me a, a greater appreciate a greater appreciation for the episode and helped me remember some of the things that i liked about it but um i'm still kind of where i where i said i was at the beginning it's definitely one of the lesser episodes of the season and the the series for me but again as the message in star wars has been we still have hope so we still have hope and only the Sith steal in absolutes. So, you That's know, right. there's, yes. there's plenty going on, but I think uh, we're winding down and we should get out of here because sure. every time you say Benny's name, I am singing Benny and the Jets in my head. So it's just going to come out of my mouth at some point uh, if, if, if we keep going on this path. So uh, this might get some eye rolls, but I got to do it. Benny, Benny <laughs> and the Fat Hefts. 
<laughs> the thefts, stole- because he's a thief. Benny and the thefts. Oh, that's so yeah. good. You stole my stinger. No, that's all that I, oh, I was. Okay. I had that save for the end. I was ready to ah, go. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, no. Well, you know, we're talking about thievery, so. It's, Benny it's and the all- thefts. It's a skill. It's a real skill. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I encourage everyone that's listening. Hope you had fun uh, going through this episode with us. Please send us your feedback. Let us know what you think of the season, what your expectations for the series going forward um, are. And anything else you want to talk about, anything that we're not covering on the show, uh, let us know about that. You can do that at animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com, as well as a few other places. And those places would be all of our social medias. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Animation Deliberation, and Twitter, Animation Delib One. Uh, that's a great place that we post all of our content, have plenty of great things going on, and a great place to share us, as well as find out about the other Stranded Panda shows, because I try and send all of the links to those, or you can find the other great shows on our network at strandedpanda.com. Yes, indeed. So like us, rate us, review us, share the show with your friends. And thank you as always for listening. Keep tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. And as always, stay whelmed and muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 